Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Hello again. I hope that all of you are well. I'm sitting on my deck, watching the chickens free-ranging in my neighbor's yard. My daughter's playing with her sandbox, so for the moment she's not asking me to push her on the swing. We'll see how long that lasts, how much will I get written before she remembers I told her it would just be a couple of minutes. I have an answer already, she just asked, (laughs) but that's the beauty of writing these in advance. I'd say I'll be back in a minute, but I'll just be back to writing in a minute. We are up to book 20 of the Iliad. When we left off, Achilles was finally ready to fight, and since he is, Zeus decides to lift all of the restrictions he'd placed on the rest of the gods. He sends Themis to gather all of the gods, and I do mean all of the gods, not just the Olympians that we've primarily seen all of the gods um all of the rivers and nymphs and the nymphs and the olympians too um oceanus isn't there but everyone else is and zeus tells them to go and lend their support to well whoever they want to so they do hera athena and poseidon go down to support the greeks and Ares, apollo artemis aphrodite leto and xanthos go down to support the trojans and so when the fighting starts it is well epic um it's not just mortal against mortal we get a whole description of the gods facing us off against each other too and all the while achilles is slashing his way through the trojan line in search for hector instead he finds aeneas who has been urged on by apollo who's taken the form of lacon another of priam's numerous sons Hero sees, or not Hero, Hera sees that Apollo is stirring up trouble. So she tells Athena and Poseidon to do something about it. Um, They can decide what exactly that is. They just need to do something. As the gods are facing off, Aeneas and Achilles do so as well. Um, They start by making speeches, Aeneas especially. So your mother's a god, he says. (laughs) Well, my mother is too, but mine is Aphrodite. And someone's parents are going to be sad today. And then he goes on to tell the story of the birth of Tros, whose name you may note sounds like Trojan. Um, Yes, Aeneas gives the whole lineage of the various princes of Troy, showing that while he is not a son of Priam, he is still Trojan royalty. Um, And then he makes some taunts, too, because he feels the need to say a bit more. And Achilles responds by almost immediately getting a direct hit with his spear. Aeneas isn't killed because then we wouldn't have the Aeneid, but he is wounded. And even though Poseidon is on the Greek side, he feels bad for his nephew and disappears Aeneas from the duel. Like, literally. Achilles can see where his spear landed, but the man he hit is no longer there. Hector calls his men forward, but Apollo does counsel him to wait until the battlefield is in chaos, because otherwise Achilles will find find it too easy to strike him. Achilles? Well, we saw the start of this when he put his armor on in the last book, but now we get to the fighting part of his Aristia, and it's going to go on for a while. Um, it can be broken into sections, though, because it kind of has some interludes. Um, there's a lot of rapid bloodshed and then interludes that are longer focused on other characters and that comes back to the bloodshed. So when it starts, Achilles quickly kills four, including Polydoros, one of Hector's brothers. Um, and that first interlude tells of how Hector responds when he sees that Polydorus is dead. 
he charges at Achilles, who is the stronger of the two. Um, Apollo intervenes, shrouding Hector in a thick mist. And Achilles tries four times to find Hector in the mist, but he's unable to. So Achilles goes and kills four other people. Um, and then another one, a young man named Tros, which is a name that should sound familiar to you because we just heard about the original Tros. Not that Tros. You know, this is one of Tros's grandsons, great-grandsons, how many greats there are. His name is symbolic, obviously. So Tros falls, so will Troy. After killing Tros, Achilles kills another five, and he's still fighting with the, when the book ends. That, that's where the book ends. Yes, book 20 stops mid-battle and mid-Aristia. So that's where we'll stop today, too. We'll take a short break and come back to talk about the themes before closing this episode. Book 20 is interesting because it spends so much time with the gods before getting to the human horror that is the battlefield. While we have seen their interference in previous books, they are nearly a nonstop presence throughout this book. And we'll see that continue into book 21 when we get to the trippiest part of Achilles' Aristia. And for those of you who are rereading this, you know what part I'm talking about. Um, even when the focus shifts to Achilles, the gods are still intervening. It simply isn't time for Achilles and Hector to face off yet. It's coming, but we aren't there yet. And while I could go on some more about honor and glory and how the fact that we know the names of the men, um, that, that fact means that the men who die have died with honor, you know, and glory and... He, uh, we've talked about that so much. You already know that. It's that first theme, the role of the gods that overarches all of book t- book 20. I mean, we see snippets of the other themes, but, but the role of the gods is there through the entire book. Um, so even when, when Aeneas, a mortal, is going on and on and on and on, it's still about the gods. Um, after all, Aeneas is initially focused on the fact that he and Achilles both have goddesses for mothers. Um and a little bit of the taunting is that, sure, your mom, Thetis, is, is, is a goddess and immortal, but my mom's Aphrodite, and who's the more powerful of the two? Um, so what did you think about Book 20? Have you already read ahead? I'd forgotten that Book 20 ends so abruptly. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the epic so far and Book 20 specifically. The link to the blog, as always, is in the show notes. On Friday, we will finish The Power of Myth with Episode 6, Masks of Eternity. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.